Hey y'all, this is Jasmine Castile and I am going to start a brand new podcast called Hands Off My Podcast. This true crime podcast is for the lost voices of family or friends. They have the story of their loved ones that are or were unalived, missing, human trafficked, or exploited because of being a person of color and would love to share your story. Please contact me at handsoffmypodcast at gmail.com. Let's make your voice no longer the voiceless. If you fall in my community of LGBTQ2 spirits, Asian American Pacific Islander, Black Indigenous people of color, then you're my people. Or if you like to follow and share on any of your listening podcast apps. Dios te bendiga. Today's guest is Janet Brent. She is the organizer of Dark Quarks Publishing. She likes to inspire people to share their voice and story through storytelling and speaking. She also teaches holistic ways using the energy body chakras to expand your creativity and visibility. Topics of discussion, chakras, energy, storytelling, writing a book, becoming a bestseller author. Please give a warm welcome to ever-blessed Janet Brent. Hello, hello. Hi. Welcome and thank you for joining me. I was looking at your website and um, tell the listeners exactly what you do and um, what put you on this journey. My path led me to creating a publishing company. Prior to that was web and graphic design services, which I still do on the site as well. But focusing in on creating a publishing company because I really love books and the publication design because there's so many aspects of graphic design you can get into mm -hmm. like the web design typography specializing in illustration or mobile design but mine was a my first love had always been publication design so creating magazines book layouts pdfs and things like that so i i decided to focus my skill sets on that niche and industry because I know all the nuts and bolts of how to publish a book online on Amazon or Ingram Sparks. Uh, there's also Lulu books as well. And so I help clients facilitate that process and pretty much from the writing to editing and getting it launched to bestseller. I do all of that. Oh, wow. So you will be the go-to gal when I decide to um, go all in and uh, try to write down my whole life. I know it's going to be like Stephen King's size novel of my <laughs> life. But other than that, I mean, it's going to be, it probably is going to be like <laughs> dark comedy, like book of some sort. But uh, yeah, <laughs> speaking of books, what are your three favorite books or authors that you read or? It's so hard to. Isn't it hard? Down in just top three <laughs> well you can run you can run me down especially if you're a book reader or someone who is involved in the publishing of books you've probably come across so many that it's so hard to even finger point exactly what you like so you can tell me as many as you like and then maybe explain the reason why i'll start with the classic 
George Orwell, 1984. Yes. I just love classic books like that and A Brave New World and Fahrenheit 451 and all of those that you probably had to read in high school. But I really enjoyed also Crime and Punishment. I really enjoyed that one. A lot of people probably didn't enjoy it, but I, I actually don't enjoy the English lit, like the Jane Bronte mm-hmm. the sort of like romancy yeah. English literature. I don't know, for some reason it was just stale to me. But anyway, <laughs> 1984 was my favorite out of those types of classic books, I would say. And then another one that I got into was Anais Nin and just any of her diaries, Diary of Anais Nin. Mm-hmm. And she, she delves into sort of this light erotica, which I really loved. So I really hard, I have a hard time with memory. <laughs> so I I couldn't necessarily say what the book is about sometimes. Like I'd have to read it again, but just based on the fact that I, I have read this book twice to begin with mm-hmm. and this author Wally Lamb I, I like both of his 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 books his books are She's Come Undone and I Know This Much Is True and both were really good for me I just remember that they were page turners and they delve more into like deeper topics like like psychological or psychoses like I used to love reading back when I was a kid books about chronic illnesses for whatever reason like mm-hmm. Lorleen McDaniel books where the kid is dying from cancer and he needs like a Make-A-Wish foundation and his wishes come true so sort of like uplifting in a tragic yeah, time a bittersweet That's kind similar, of a scenario yeah similar themes to Molly Lamb's books hmm so yeah it's, it's had it's, like maybe schizophrenia and the other one has maybe like a depression or bipolar type thing so those are the types of books he writes yeah what is it it's intriguing i mean it's unfortunate that it's something that occurs to all life all ages but it's very intriguing just to to read about something like that and it's interesting how as you were talking i'm thinking to myself when i was younger my stepfather used to sell uh encyclopedia britannica's so that was my page turner. Oh, wow. <laughs> learning all the different illnesses and diseases and viruses and all like, oh my God, look at these pictures. They're quite graphic, but look, oh my God, that, that to me was a page turner. And that got me more involved, like, oh, I want to get into the medical field and all that. And then it turned into being wanting to be a veterinarian. Then I found out how long it takes to be a veterinarian and what you had to do to animals. And I'm like, I wouldn't want to do that at all I wouldn't want to put them down I mean that to me I would feel horrible and I would just quit my job right then and there if I had to do that but then um after that I said I wanted to get into forensic science so that was what I was trying to do when I got out of high school but being the only child it seems like I have to I was respectful for my mother even though we didn't have much of a strong bond and relationship out of respect, I followed her wishes and I became an accountant. So I was an accountant for 15 plus years until just recently. So I was like, you know what, after that, I was like, you know, I should just go back and do forensic science. But yeah, that was one of the things that I was like, that kind of grabbed my attention, dealing with the same thing, same concept, reading about illnesses and all that. And um, it was just so interesting, like 
uh, I don't know if you even remember, was it highlights, yeah. the magazine oh, highlights Scholastics. and, and Scholastics? And yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I used to always try to like order like the goose, not the goosebumps, but it was kind of like before that it was the scary stories, the scary story, mm-hmm. the actual book called Scary Stories. Remember those? Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. I don't know how old you are. I'm, I'm older than dirt. But anyway, <laughs> so uh <laughs> But I used to get so involved in that. But there was never, I never had a Judy Blue moment. I never had anything like that. It just like, it never caught my my interest. Like you say, like the romancy kind of uh, genre. I was more into the dark stuff. So it was just kind of weird. But yeah. Yeah, you were like that too. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like a really twisted, twisted time. But I'm normal. The last time I checked, I think I'm okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, so if you could hold on to one memory from your life forever, what would that be? Yeah, this is a, a good question. I was, I was like, oh, there's a lot of memories. <laughs> the ones for me is almost just like the simple things, like seeing the sunset or was it sunrise? I can't remember. But seeing it go go down with a crush that you liked, but it was like. Um, a high school crush, so mm-hmm. that kind of vibe. And then, like, seeing a meteor shower in pitch, absolute pitch dark, clear night, and where you could see all the stars, and you could see the Milky Way, or just, like, it's so clear. I've never seen the sky that clear ever oh, yeah. like, since then. Yeah. Never seen a meteor shower since then. And the stars were falling, like, every few seconds. Oh, that is so interesting. Wow. And then, like, when I used to be a digital nomad, I was traveling in the around the world and just having those connections with humans that you don't see ever again. Mm-hmm. Just having like staying up all night, having a genuine conversation with someone and you know, that's that's it. It was like platonic and it was just like a good vibe <laughs> and I was having those nice conversations. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's, I would have loved to do that. I think when I, when I was younger, I said I couldn't wait to grow up to be a hippie. And I guess now that's considered a digital nomad um, in the 21st century, (laughs) but I always wanted to be a hippie when I grew up. I just wanted to be barefoot in a trailer, you know, RV, driving around, just like enjoying life, enjoying people, embracing culture music anything that i could do just to nourish my soul and maybe um you know nourish someone in on the same path you know if we've come across each other unfortunately that never happened but i mean i'm doing the best that i can with what i got that is really interesting mm-hmm. when did you first become passionate about your chosen field in publishing you know after you've dealt with marketing um design and you probably had so many, so many jobs. I think everybody goes through moments where like, you know what, I could, I could do better. Or you know what, I can do this and this. <laughs> when did you first become passionate about your chosen field or fields? Yeah, I feel like it's a sweet spot of all of my interests. As far as like, it, got, it still has a design aspect, but it also has the writing aspect. And then it, there's sort of a teaching component as well, because there's some coaching to my job as well and so I feel like it's the perfect sweet spot for all of my skill sets that I enjoy and my gifts 
Mm-hmm. So it has the design component, which is what I started with. And then it also has the writing component. And it, there's a sort of teaching aspect to it as well, because I do some coaching. So th- those are like what I consider my, my sweet spot, writing, design, and teaching. Just because when I was a kid, I, wa- I like wanted to be, when I grow up, an artist, a writer, and a teacher. So those are all three of them. And ever since I was a kid, I was always creating books. I would draw and illustrate and write these little books and even all the way up to book binding them. Oh, wow. So that, that just meant like either just a simple stapling them together or mm-hmm. I even like sewed them together. So there was like a book binding aspect to what I loved to do when I was a kid. So I think that's what came from it was just since I was a kid, I've been passionate about wanting to be a writer, wanting to do art, all of that. That's beautiful. I love that. I love hearing people's backgrounds on how they got and where they came from. Very beautiful. You're also becoming a bestseller author as well. So it's like we have so much to talk about in a sense. I reached out to you because I was looking for women of color or people of color to kind of get more of the background. And I wanted to promote for that because there's not that many podcasts that are out there that promote and support people of color or of them themselves are a person of color. So I understand the struggle inside and out in a world where I'm not accepted in either communities because I'm either too dark or too light, or I don't speak fluent Spanish, or I don't, I speak too proper. My life is, you know, one story out of millions of people out there who have dealt with something similar, something different to have you on here as to promote you and to have to get to know you more people are able to understand that it's not it's never the end of the road for someone who a person of color there we come from different paths but we always have some type of goal and destiny and our journey is different but our goal is pretty much the same we want to we want to become stronger we want to um, share that growth in um you know, and love along the way of that journey and to support and help others along the way as well. So like you say, you like to inspire people and you want to share your voice and story through storytelling. So that's like one of the things that is your strength and me that's, I would love to, you know, embrace that. Like if someone wanted to know something about me that I could help them along the way. So can you tell me more about you that you also do teach holistic ways like, um, like the chakra, etc. And you also deal with the third eye awakening. Yeah. You have to tell me more about this. Can you run down exactly what these are for the listeners? Because some people might not be aware of these particular holistical ways and, and how to deal with the energy of our bodies and chakra. And if there's anything else that you like to include in that. Yeah, so chakras are part of our energy bodies. We have like our physical body and then our energetic body. And a lot of times the energy body is where the sort of dis-ease starts. And then from there, it can come to a physical like realization. Even like the best energy healers can detect an illness before like modern machines can just because it detects it before it happens so before like a cancer would start you just 
texts that sort of disease. And so I teach with the chakras how to really express yourself and un- unblock your throat chakra so you can use your voice and not fear getting your voice and your visibility out there, especially as a BIPOC woman. Oh, and then the third eye awakening is just based on like your pineal gland. Like the science behind it is the pineal gland is the area between your eyes, like kind of like on the upper part of your nose, the bridge of your nose. So with the pineal gland, you can activate it by doing like third eye chakra meditation, for example. There's different ways. And of course, kind of cleansing your physical body through the foods you eat, the choices you make, uh, being like more of a non-toxic environment. Those are all things that will help with your third eye awakening or purifying your third eye. Wow. Okay. I'm learning something new today. I just, I just kind of, I think I live in a box sometimes because I'm just so busy with everything. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But I love learning. So thank you for opening my eye on that one. No pun intended. (laughs) Uh, I like forget that people don't know what I know. (laughs) It's like, oh, this is common, common. No, (laughs) No, it isn't. I know that some of the listeners are probably like, wow yeah i learned something new thanks y'all because i i have never been kind of in tuned to that side of it because i've been so busy working with the the now and the that i have never sat down and actually got in tuned with my spiritual side to the point where i think i've neglected that side and so to hear someone have so much knowledge it just feels like oh my god there's so much yeah, because I'm from the Philippines originally, and I immigrated when I was three years old to the U.S. And I I also consider myself indigenous. Mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like I'm indigenous anyway. Yeah, yeah. We're all connected in some yeah, way. Too. Yeah, we're all connected in some way. So, I mean, I've probably seen you when I was in transition between my different lives. And I'm like, hey, girl, what's up? And I see you again, like... <laughs> I know you from somewhere, you know, so that is so cool. Thank you for sharing that with me. I recently had a sort of health scare, like a warning sign, and I had a mini stroke. Oh, no. And that's due to my high blood pressures, which high blood pressure is also like connected to the heart chakra because that's, you know, where your heart <laughs> is literally. Mm-hmm. So that's the high blood pressure and... And then the the stroke is a brain like disease, and mm-hmm. so that's connected to your third eye as well. So I didn't have like that much of a spiritual awakening during the mini stroke when it happened. There is a, oh, this is another book. There is a book called Stroke of Insight by I think her name is Dr. Jill Bolta that I'm currently reading just to get some more awareness insight into the stroke experience but hers was much deeper and almost felt like a psychedelic drug trip the way she described it like her molecules connected with the molecules of the wall and she didn't know where she ended or began type thing that's interesting yeah so because that was a much bigger brain bleed i guess from her oh no it was like a size of a baseball and mine was really minor really so how did that come to how did you find out that you were having one 
Yeah, I didn't know until the next day just because it just felt like I was tired and drowsy. Like, mm. just felt like a little out of balance when I got up to walk. I was limping on one side. I didn't think of anything of it. And it was late at night. So I was already tired because I didn't get much sleep the day before, like only four hours. Mm-hmm. And so normally I stay up late at night, but it was uh, like nine ten, So I was already starting to feel sleepy. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to concentrate on Netflix on my phone. And it was just getting really out of focus and blurry. And so I thought that just meant that I was tired and needed to go to sleep. Your eyesight kind of gets out of focus when you drift off. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I thought I was experiencing. And then pretty soon I couldn't even grasp my cell phone. And again, I was just thought that's because I'm dozing off. I need to just go sleep. So mm-hmm. I slept it through. I woke up in the middle of the night to get some water. And I was walking normal at that point. So I, so I was like, it's totally fine. But then the next day I was slurring my speech and my left side of my face was a little bit droopy Mm. so then my partner was like I think you had a stroke or something Mm -hmm. and I I looked up the TED talk by Dr. Jill Bolta that's when I realized her experience was so much like almost like the spiritual awakening as as it was happening but for me the stroke I call it stroke of clarity happened afterwards Mm -hmm. like after I recovered i was like I got this download of exactly what I needed to do to quantum leap in my business and it was just like all apparent wow I'm sorry that you had gone through that but you said like you said it was a stroke of clarity so coming out of the end of that instance that occurred to you the mini stroke was there something did something positive come out of it was there a uh, positive outcome or was there a negative outcome Mm, I think the positive is just like I said it's it's a a way for me to refocus back to myself back what I'm here to do my desires just I felt I feel lighter since having the stroke things just don't like upset me as much or like I have no fun to give like before I just it felt like more a big deal (laughs) to have oh I just felt like before I was wanting people's approvals of things and now I just don't even care mm-hmm. like that part of me has sort of washed away and so now I can just focus on being me 100% and more easy mm-hmm. and more pleasure filled and with the high blood pressure that I'm still I'm still in the process of healing and in looking up the different ways I can lower my blood pressure obviously it's the eating more nutritiously but then there's also going to the sauna every four to seven times a week actually helps lower your blood pressure Hmm. yeah okay that's good to know i'll write that down if i ever have that issue but i know that i was like there's something else i'm missing there's something else i'm missing and that's what it is it's the spiritual side of myself that i need to connect with my eating habits Mm-hmm. I mean, you can only do so much with one thing, but you have to have all like all four. You have to deal with your spiritual health wise exercise, good sleeping, you know, at least good mm-hmm. rest. You know, um, it's hard to be a mom when you can say what's considered good rest. You know, what's the equivalent of what is a restful sleep? There's no such thing as restful sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you should probably be aware of there's times I might have two hours of sleep. 
Oh, there's wow. times I might have 12. When you can get it, get it. <laughs> it's kind of pretty much what it comes down to. It's all connected. And if you can and only, mindset. you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very true. What is your favorite quote? And, and I, that's probably going to be right out there with the everything else that I've asked you. Like, it is so hard to put on your favorite quote. But um, <laughs> some maybe, hey, but you know what? Something out of your book. What would be something that you'd like to express? I'm a three-time best-selling author, uh, soon to be four times, just because I come out with these book anthologies. So it really just means that I write a chapter in each of these books, but it still counts, right? Yeah, that does. Mm-hmm. It's more than uh, more than I could say, but absolutely. What would be something that you'd like to read out of one of those bestsellers that you have? I wrote down my favorite quote of all time like from an author okay let's do it doesn't have to be an author i didn't realize no it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be i think i just said what is your favorite quote and it could be from anything it could be on toilet paper uh (laughs) if it's your favorite quote it's your favorite i'm being silly please don't take it serious i am a goofy girl (laughs) (laughs) well so my favorite quote um, th- this is because it's affected me in my life. Like, I've had a lot of kind of like an aha realization just from the quote itself and changing my life around because of it. So mine has to do with also my favorite author, Anais Nin, and she writes erotica books. And I'm currently actually in the process of launching my next book anthology which is a compilation, my first compilation of erotica fiction. So before I previously had people write stories in their own personal lives, but this is my first fiction work that I'm going to be promoting. And her quote is, and the day came when the risk to remain tight in a bud was more painful than the risk it took to blossom. Oh, wow powerful even in those small words they just mean so much when you compile it you know in one sentence like that Mm -hmm. that's awesome beautiful now thank you so much again for that i janet if anyone wanted to get to know more about you what would be the best way the listeners can reach out is there a website is there a email or phone number that they could reach out to you yeah i'm on line at janetbrent.com also on social media instagram at i am janet brent and my email is byjanet by janet at gmail.com wonderful all right it's nice meeting you nice to talk to you it was fun yes you too all right (laughs) bye bye Thank you for listening to Noise Palooza Zion Podcast. I'm Jasmine Castillo, also known as DJ Jim Jam. If you are wanting to be promoted on my podcast, please reach out to me if you are a small business, entrepreneur, musician, or artist. www.jasminecastillovoice.com Stay tuned for the next upcoming episode.